Hello, welcome to this week's uh, session on spatial perspectives. I'm Dan Kui, your host, and uh, this week I am rocking my new glasses. And my new glasses are e-glasses or smart glasses, but they are they're completely audio. You think of AR for smart for smart glasses and visual. Well, these are AR for your ears. So uh, with me this week is the founder and CEO of Lucid, uh, Harrison Gross. Welcome, Harrison. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so you know, it's it's pretty awesome. Uh, I know these are for outdoors and I'm in a virtual world right now with the <laughs> beach behind me and I wish I was really there. But uh, thank you for sending these. And uh, it's really great because uh, they are, they're, I, they're not prescription lenses. I don't need prescription, but they're, they're obviously polarized uh, and they work really nice outdoors. And indoors, I even have them connected to the, the computer right now and I can hear uh, your voice coming through and I don't need my speakers. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's, it's a very interesting product because it's really like headphones and glasses together in one. Uh, and really have the advantages of all and the capabilities of both uh, all in one product. Um, so it is really, uh, there is a nice convenience factor to the glasses in that you really don't need to carry headphones uh, when you're wearing them. Yeah, now how long have you been doing this? Uh, well, we've been uh, researching and developing smart eyewear since 2017. Um, we've run through a number of beta products over the past years, uh, just trying to figure out exactly what it would take to uh, bring smart eyewear mainstream and really create a product that works for everyone, uh, including people that wear like me that wear glasses all day. Um, so we've had to answer quite a few challenges and tick quite a few boxes to to get to this product, the Lucid Light, which came out in January. Uh, which we really think is the first smart eyewear that is suitable for all day prescription or all day sunglass wear um, because it has a number of advantages over other products in the space uh, not to knock um, products like the hololens uh, which are obviously kind of a different product category in smart eyewear that are more right. suitable for indoor applications not really for optical use um, but we really do believe this is the first smart eyewear product that that has full optical capabilities. You can wear them all day as your regular uh, eyeglasses uh, while bringing in some useful smart features through the speakers, the microphone and the touch controls. Um, so one thing that allows that uh, to take place is that you know the, the components have advanced sufficiently in recent years so that um, now we have a smart eyewear that really looks, uh, you, you wouldn't know if I didn't tell you that this was smart eyewear. Yeah, I'm, gonna, um, I'm actually gonna run a little video while you're talking about the, great, the components sure. here. Um, yeah, and you can see the arms have gotten really slim compared to uh, products from, that came out in previous years, both for our own and our co current competitors' products. Uh, the arms are really uh, quite narrow, and you can't really tell it's a smart frame, and that's really key, we believe, to mainstream user adoption because uh, customers have an expectation in their mind of what eyewear will look and feel like, and uh, it's difficult to get them to break out of that expectation and go for something that's totally off the wall. Um, so they're much more comfortable purchasing and wearing a product uh, that looks like the eyewear that they're accustomed to uh, and is capable to capable of correcting their vision or protecting their vision in the case of sunglasses. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because I come from the side of the fence, which is augmented reality, where you sure. have the, the displays built into the into the glasses. And um, it, it really is a nice experience to be able to put something on that looks like glasses, feels like glasses, is very light, but it's still doing the things that I'd like to do, which is connect to my phone and listen to music and take calls. And sure, uh, maybe maybe your next generation is gonna be smart glasses with, with a display up here too, but these work really well. Maybe. 
Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. We think, um, you know, obviously the, uh, the AR glasses, their time will come. Uh, we're not quite there yet. Uh, but we think that this product is really a great uh, step forward in regular eyewear and that, and that's why we like to use the term e-glasses because it is glasses first and foremost, but with some electronic features added in rather than a completely different product category. And we think that's very important for um, our branding as an eyewear company, but also um, just for people to wrap their mind around the product. Cause you know, most people have never tried smart eyewear of any kind, whether with right. a display or without and uh, getting them to take that leap. And especially since, you know, most of our sales are online, uh, getting them to, to go ahead and order the product and really try something that's completely new to them uh, is very difficult. But we find that with the audio glasses, it's much easier to understand uh, not just um, the functionality, but also like how people can use it in their day-to-day -day life. You wear people use headphones all the time. They get it. They need music. Um, and, and they understand that that functionality. So uh, we think it's it's audio glasses, e-glasses, their time has come. Then the technology is sufficient that, you know, we have a product that looks great and feels great and it's just more useful than regular glasses. So it's like a, truly a better mousetrap. Yeah, uh, you whereas, know, it's, it's, actually, yeah. It, it's actually cool because, um, you know, this looking at your phone all day long and bending mm -hmm. down, you know, oh, obviously yeah. has its drawbacks. Mm -hmm. And it is really nice to be able to put the phone in your pocket and put on the glasses and just be able to walk around. And if, if something comes in, you know it's coming in, you can mm -hmm. answer it. Uh, you don't have to bend over. It, it's it's a nice, exactly. nice use case. Yeah, and of course, in the, uh, the voice assistance, which you can access from the glasses, which is whatever your native uh, voice assistant is, uh, on Android, but uh, on Apple, of course, you're restricted to Siri, but these voice assistants are becoming more capable every day. And uh, you can do all kinds of things that people don't really think about uh, just by clicking your glasses. You can send money with Cash App, you can get directions, you can call an Uber, uh, you can call your friends, you can send a text message totally hands-free through the glasses. So there's all kinds of useful tech, uh, or sorry, useful tasks that can be completed uh, without pulling out your phone. Uh, now, all I have to do is click the uh, touch button on my glasses, say what I need to say to Siri, uh, and then I'm done. So it, I didn't lose focus. I didn't look down. I didn't stop talking to the person I was talking to to pull out my phone. Um, you know, I'm still in the moment, but I have the usefulness of staying connected to my digital life. Um, so that is really uh, a key benefit of the glasses is that um, it just lifts a lot of these things that we pull out our phone for up into a light, uh, more usable wearable um, that, that doesn't hurt our necks or, uh, you know, uh, hurt, give us eye fatigue or um, have any of these other uh, laundry list of problems that excessive smartphone use has. Um, so, you know, it is really, it is really an exciting development because um, you had smart eyewear, it's been around for a couple of years, but it was never to the point where I can put in my extremely thick prescription lenses and wear it all day <laughs> comfortably. Um, and now we've, we've finally, uh, we've, we've gotten it to that point. And yeah. um, it, it shouldn't be understated that that is, it is a pretty uh, big achievement. And we think that, uh, you know, our, our customers, they speak for themselves and you can see the reviews on our website and Amazon, people are just loving it. It's, it's a true lifestyle upgrade. Yeah, and you mentioned prescription lenses, and yep. I, I and I briefly talked about that in the beginning. But it, it's it's really nice to be able to ship these for those people who need prescriptions mm -hmm. with those lenses. And additionally, even if I want to switch out, um, I, I again, you you sent me a little video, and I'm I'm just going to play it. But uh, I can switch out the different color of the lenses if I'd like as well. As easy as popping them in and popping them out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, we can we sell individual lens sets that people can add on to their glasses and have shipped to them just the lenses by themselves. Um, and it's quite easy with the non-prescription lenses, as you can see, it just takes a moment. 
Um, and we also had this uh, lens pack product, which was three different lens sets, including a blue light blocker, uh, which literally flew off the shelves the second we stock it. Uh, we have a hard time keeping it in stock because people just love that uh, to be able to change up the style of their of their frames. But um, yeah, it, it's not just uh, nice though to have the prescription, it's actually necessary because like two thirds of people require corrective lenses now. Uh, and it's only going up and up and up, but the more that people are using technology, it's causing more short-sightedness um, and, and starting at younger ages for a lot of people as well. Um, so, you know, we're seeing a, gener a bespectacle generation basically is, is coming up right now. From using and, cell phones, I bet you. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure it has something to do with that. Um, you know, nothing's in a vacuum, right? Like everything's connected. So, um, you know, we're, we're talking about a bespectacle generation. So we need, right. uh, we need prescri proper prescription glasses. That's like a number one thing. And then whatever tech we can work into that model and that form factor, uh, you know, we'll, we'll add it in to improve the experience, but uh, we're not going to yeah. do anything that takes away from a true prescription glass experience because that's absolutely necessary for, for a vast majority of people. Now you're wearing uh, oval glasses and you sent me here a pair of traditional looking glasses. Are, are yeah. these the two uh, styles that you have or do you have other styles? So these, uh, what you have in your hand and what I'm wearing are the two launch uh, shapes. Uh, and they both come in three different colors each. Uh, so there's the clear black variant, there's a clear white, and then there's an all black uh, of both. But I'm very excited to announce that in uh, about two months, we have titanium front models coming out, which will actually be the first metal front smart eyewear nice. uh, available to our knowledge anyway. Um, and what's really exciting about the titanium fronts is that the weight goes down even lower to 1.1 ounce for the entire product which is, wow. uh, you might not be aware, but like the average um, prescription glass weighs, or average sunglass weighs one ounce. So we're talking about one-tenth of an ounce more, uh, but the benefit of all of this technology uh, in the glasses. So I actually have one right here that was demoing at the uh, Iowa Expo. Uh, so this is a pilot model. Um, you see it has our standard Bluetooth arm, uh, and it has this really nice titanium front that just, it just looks awesome. And uh, another thing that's very exciting about this frame is um, it actually has the traditional eyewear nose prongs, uh, which make it extra comfortable for all day wear. Um, so we're very excited about some of these new styles we have coming up. We're also working on a, uh, a couple of new fashion styles, a sport frame, and really um, with the goal of having 40 or 50 styles and shapes, sizes available by next year. Because uh, eyewear is not a one size fits all product. It's a wearable, it's a facial wearable. So it needs to be highly customized both in the lens and in the, uh, the style and size. Um, so that, that's another thing that I think really precluded the takeoff of smart eyewear and smart glasses in general is that, um, you know, Google comes out with one style, you know, that's not going to work. That's not right. what eyewear is all about. It's all about going into a store where you see 5,000 different frames and you find just the one that works for you. Right. And uh, trying to create that same experience at Lucid where you really have that optionality of, um, oh, I can get a metal fronts. So I can get a gold one. I can get a white one. I can get a blue one, you know? Um, so we think that's really necessary also for the mass market adoption of the product. Uh, and of smart eyewear in general, you can't just throw out three, three black skews and call it a day. You need, uh, uh, you really do need to have the tremendous amount of optionality that eyewear people are, that eyewear wearers are accustomed to uh, when they go into a sunglass hut or they go into a lens crafters. Um, you need to have that level of flexibility, uh, both because mainly because people have different tastes and different face sizes. Right now, you just before we got started, you said you came, uh, you just got back from a show. Why don't you tell us about that? Oh yeah, so we uh, we presented a Vision Expo East, uh, which is the and that was not a virtual show, or is that a virtual show? No, it was a real expo uh, in Orlando. Uh, Great. Was the first, yeah, it was the first event we've been to uh, since 2019, I think. Um, when we did nice, Uber nice Ranch. to see people coming back together. Yeah, you know, it was amazing. It was amazing. But you know, what was really interesting is out of 
uh, a couple hundred eyewear businesses on the floor, we were the only one that was trying to introduce a tech product of any kind. Um, so, you know, the, the opportunity is, is definitely there for us right now. Uh, I think, uh, as we think at Lucid, you know, in the future, all eyewear will be tech eyewear. Um, and I think that that's just a natural trajectory of all products that human use, humans use is that they, you know, gradually become more technical, technologically advanced over time. Uh, you know, everything from, you know, the Model T Ford to the Tesla, uh, you know, the same thing is happening in eyewear right now. Uh, you have basically the same uh, prescription sunglass formats for hundreds of years since eyewear was invented in Italy uh, in the 1300s. Um, until now, just in the last 10 years, you start having all of these interesting tech infused glasses coming out. Um, that we didn't see before. And I think it's very analogous to the rise of smartwatches because um, you can see that the vast majority of people that wear a watch these days wear a tech watch of some kind. Uh, actually, three quarters of them wear Apple watches and then you know, the last quarter is kind of spread over the rest of the market. Right. Um, uh, but that, you know, you don't see the traditional analog watches like you used to even 10, 15 years ago. Right. Uh, they were still much more common than they are today. Yeah. Now it's very, it's very unusual to see someone with an analog watch uh, usually, it's actually a smartwatch with an analog, you know, an analog screensaver <laughs> on the, yeah, on that's the front. That's true. That's true. Uh, that, that's that's <laughs> a little bit more common, even I think, than than the regular. And, and it's just the, it's the same thing with eyewear. Uh, there's no reason when you have two pairs of glasses and they're the same price and they look the same, they feel the same. One has all of this tech in, in it that allows you to you know stay connected to your digital life, and then you have one that's just you know just eyewear. Uh, you know, vast majority of people are once they're fully educated about the product category, will go for the tech eyewear just because it's more useful. Right. Um, so you know, I do I do think the 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 smart watches supplanting regular watches uh, is a is a perfect analogy for the rise of smart eyewear over regular eyewear. Uh, it's just yeah. a little bit further back in the timeline. Uh, yeah. Now, do you guys offer an app to go along with the with the classes? Uh, we're actually developing an app right now uh, called Verb. There's two apps uh, actually sort of in uh, that we're working on at Lucid. Um, the second one I'll get to in a sec in a minute, but uh, Verb uh, is really just about enabling social features on the glasses. So posting with your voice uh, and hearing your friends' posts and hearing their voices and their content uh, through through the voice assistant. So it would be act primarily activated through Siri. Uh, you create a new Verb post, it goes out to your friends, or you can hear right. your incoming feed. Um, so. Uh, it, it's definitely an interesting app, and I, I, obviously the voice content is on the rise. And you know, if anything is indicated by uh, Clubhouse and all these other chat apps that are uh, going through the roof now in terms of users, um, people want to talk to each other again, and uh, people are tired of the text and image-based uh, social interaction that's offered by Facebook and Twitter, and they want a new experience uh, that allows them to speak directly to their audience. Um, yeah. So we think that Verb can really help with that, and. Of course, being able to make a social post on your bicycle is going to be really cool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah. and then there's one other app which we actually have a granted utility patent on. Lead inventor of the app, uh, it's called Link, and uh, it's still uh, in kind of front end development because it's really not for right now. It's for the future when we're going to have lots of wearables and lots of IoT devices. Um, and what it is is basically just a control panel uh, that allows you to control the flow of audio, visual, and other types of information across your various devices. Different so devices. Let's say you have your phone and your watch and your your e-glasses all on at the same time. Well, how how does your phone know where you want to hear the audio, where you want to have the microphone input, right. um, where you want the visual display? Uh, do you want it on the watch or on the phone? So it's basically just a control panel, kind of a gearbox for all of your different IoT and wearable devices. Um, 
And it was sufficiently unique that we were able to get a utility patent on that product. So that's great. Uh, very excited to release that. Congratulations. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, that, uh, that was actually my first uh, granted utility patent. So very yeah, excited right. about it. Awesome. Um, but no, I was just envisioning this future. We're like, okay, everything's connected. It's obviously coming. Your watch is going to be connected to your house, to your glasses, to your car, to your phone, to your, you know, we're not going to have phones. It's probably going to be all wearables. And then right. in your it will future, be wearable. But, um, you know, so how, how, how is that going to like, how are you going to make sense of all that data and all that flow of information? And so I was like trying to create just a control panel uh, yeah. for, for that IoT future. Um, so that's another thing that we're working on. It's a little bit more long-term because it's not really needed yet. So are you, are you the chief cook and bottle washer in the company too, or? <laughs> um, I do products and apps uh, and generally keep, uh, I, I plug I plug one hole and two more spring up. That's the other thing I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's like, uh, that, that's also really key to my role here at Lucid is uh, plugging the constant leaks uh, that a young startup has. Um, oh but, yes, uh, but it's been it's been an amazing experience. But it's really it's funny. It's really culminated in the launch of this product because our previous products were fun. We sold them out, but they weren't like ready for prime time. But now it's like yeah. we finally have something that people want to wear as their all day glasses, and that's really well, you know I, I, I have to admit yeah. um, you know after looking at many different types of smart glasses and eyewear, sure. when I got these, I was I was fairly impressed um, because I could use them right away. I didn't have to talk about the technology. I put them on and I knew exactly what I wanted to do with them. And it was entertaining. And, yeah. and um, I, I think that was one of the reasons why I wanted you on the show so much, because instead of having to talk about the tech, we could just talk about using these things. But the one thing exactly. that we forgot to talk about is uh, the cost. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're, they're 150 retail. Um, that's with polarized sunglass lenses and uh, we had a prescription in for 35 bucks. So, you know, that's, that's um, cheaper than a brand name of regular sunglasses. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I mean, well, it's, it's like about on par, it's about parity with a Ray-Ban. Like so you go buy a Ray-Ban, it costs you 150. Yeah. Uh, you go buy a Lucid Light, it costs you 150, but it's also a pair of headphones and, uh, and a headset built into it. So, um, which you would pay separately 50 to a hundred bucks for usually. Or, or one one fifty one sixty or seventy for AirPods if you're fancy, right? Um, so you're basically getting two hundred three hundred dollars of tech in, in one product. Um, so yeah, it is it is very affordable, and you know that really uh, in many respects that's why I think this product can really help the category at, uh, writ large kind of go mainstream is because um, anybody can buy almost anybody can buy it. Um, yeah. And it's certainly the same price as regular prescription eyewear, which you're going to pay 100 to 200 for right. uh, online, and then probably 300 for in person, maybe uh, unless you go to a discount, uh, a seriously discounted place. But um, that price parity with regular eyewear, we also think is really necessary to help de-risk, uh, you know, new users and in getting into the category. Um, and not that I don't think that. Uh, there's a place in the market for a five hundred dollar to a thousand dollar smart glass with an AR display. There is. Uh, it just has to be so useful. It has to be more useful than a phone. And right. that's a challenge. I mean, that's in my view, and that's a challenge because right now all of the visual smart glasses. I mean, I've got a music blade over there. Um, it's like an '80s interface kind of. Sure. Uh, uh, and why would you put an 80, even if it is an AR, why would you put an '80s interface on your face when you have a 2021 interface in your pocket? It doesn't right. compute. Um, 
So no, I do think in the future the that that more expensive uh, AR smart glass category will take off at some point at you know somewhere around five hundred dollars probably, but at our price point it's it's uh it, it's very interesting and I think it's helping break a lot of people into the into the future of eyewear because um, there it, it's much more accessible than a five hundred dollar product. Or well, you certainly you know from from my standpoint of being in the industry for a while in the AR business, it you know this is this is the icebreaker. This is what gets people. Products yeah. like this is what gets people used to having other types of AR or smart glasses uh, available to them. And, uh, you know, it's finally in a form factor that people will accept mm -hmm. and will use, and they won't think twice about the technology. And that's a big plus. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, I look, the disc, the disc man wasn't an end-all be-all product. It was, it was an early portable audio product. They sold millions of units. People loved it. Uh, people didn't mind carrying around something this big just to listen and, you know, all their CDs just to, just to be able to listen <laughs> yeah. to music on the go. Um, and, you know, I think this this looks amazing now, but, you know, in a couple of years, it'll be a comparatively a disc man to whatever that uh, next smart eyewear product is out. Right, that has will virtual displays and all of that. But it doesn't mean that we couldn't have gotten to the iPod without the disc man. Uh, it's a necessary step um, in, in the evolution of, of eyewear, yeah. I think, to get us to that point. Um, so I think, and the audio interface, it's, it's great because a lot of people like, just like audio content and like listen to audio content all day, a huge amount of people listen to podcasts. I mean, I, I, mean, I listen to new shows. I listen to um, political podcasts all the time. I listen to collectible podcasts all the time. You know, I'm, I'm like always listening to audio content. So sure. for me, it's perfect. Like, I, I generally prefer a podcast over watching a YouTube video. So in my case, I'm like totally fine with it. Um, and I'm not really looking for that display here yet. I'm sure people right. will be uh, soon. But this, again, yeah, like I said, it's, it's a good icebreaker. Like you said, it's yeah. a great icebreaker into the category. It helps legitimize smart eyewear uh, across the board, um, gets more people familiar because we can just get it into more hands and on more faces uh, than you could with a $500 or $1,000 product. Absolutely. Uh, so, no, so I really think that we're in the right positioning with this product uh, to really introduce tech eyewear to sort of mainstream audience. Yeah. And lastly, uh, where can people get it? Direct to consumer right now or? Yeah, direct to consumer on lucid.co. We also have an Amazon shop. They don't let us do prescriptions on there. But uh, so if you need a prescription, then you need to go to lucid.co. And uh, we also we just hired a huge sales team and we're building out retail distribution, trying to get into eyewear stores around the country. Uh, my number one target is uh, pun intended target optical. Um, so, you know, I, and I think it's, it's, it's a great product for them. They already carry the Bose frame at $250. Right. Um, so it's a natural thing to have, you know, multi -tier, multi uh, uh, price tiers of uh, the category. Right. Um, but the thing is about the Bose frame, it's not really prescription adaptable to the same level that ours is, because um, all of our glasses have standard optical front plates, um, so they can really be adapted to any prescription. Um, so you know, I really think it is eyewear. It belongs in the eyewear section, not in the tech uh, or in the electronics section, which is where I think they kind of got it wrong with the Bose product. Um, and I think that uh, just in terms of Target, not, not in terms of Bose, uh, and Target's placement of it in the store, and the, they put it in the electronics section with the headphones. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, it's not going to excite people that are looking for headphones. It's going to excite people that are looking for glasses. Yep. Um, that's what Well, I'll tell you about. what, you made a fan of, of a few folks here in my household by sending okay. me these. So thank you very oh, much. I'll probably be sure. ordering a couple other pairs. Great, um, great. But I, I want to thank you for coming on the show. And, uh, you know, I, I wish you guys a lot of luck. I'm, I'm looking forward to following you.
Yeah, thanks so much. I'm looking forward to seeing this video. I think it was a, it was a great interview. Thanks so much for having me. Great. Thank you, Harrison. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye. Yeah.